William Stampin already a silver in the 400 metres here. He won silver in this in the Paralympic Games in 2020. Did the New Zealander. Stepman with the Oceania record with the silver and Litvinenko with the bronze. He misses the kick. The Warriors grab it, and can you believe it? After being 26 points to 12 down at halftime, the Warriors have stormed back. Three tries in the second half. Sean Johnson with a penalty kick in the 79th minute, Kempe. The Warriors are winners at Point Bet Stadium, 32 points to 30. to set it line out to play a lovely ball away. Here's Jordan again. He's just all over the place. Christie, he's got Talval with him and Big Angus is in. Yes, and Big Angus is in the house with us today. Try time. Gussie, yeah. welcome in. Mark Stafford, Staffy and Gus on the Izzy and Kimby for breakfast. That's four names we're going to have to spit out all morning. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Gussie, tell me about that try. Oh, um, uh, sorry, I've got a little bit of my uh, my cluster crisp stuck in my throat from uh, my early morning wake up. Uh, not used to the old swallowing at uh, four forty five a.m. But hey, uh, we're in here. Yeah, was, I mean it was just a product of, of all the hard work. Obviously, the two buyer, Will Jordan, Christy. I just ran a, a real old school classic fat man's track, so I was off the back of the line out. Run a little inside line, thinking, boys, this is against USA. Boys have been making some real good inroads, so I'll, I'll get a bit cheeky up here. I might, I might, you know, rather than go straight across the field to do my normal roller, I might head up the field a little bit. <laughs> sure enough, they make a break. It goes to Finlay. He gets absolutely plastered by by the guy, but I call a little inside ball, catch it, and then I just have a nice little jog. But I, I think on that try, um, if, if, if you look at it back, it's Damien McKenzie. He's pointing... Uh, which way to go as if, as if I'd, I've never I don't score many tries but <laughs> mate come on D-Mac I, I know where the try line is you know but you know I'll, I'll take that one it was, it was nice it was at, uh, in Washington at FedEx Field the, the commander's field so awesome. any meat pies uh, a good pie yes yes the props love the pies the props. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about fat man's alley we don't have fat props anymore oh there's, there's still a couple of big boys you know obviously these jerseys are quite tight they, they might be a, it holds a little bit in but Probably compared to, to back in the day where you got those big boys, it's, it's a bit of a different game because you, you get weeded out pretty quickly if you can't keep up with the pace. Mm. So Gus and I are going to be joining you for the next four hours through till 10 o'clock when Louis Hume and Watt will take over. And uh, I've got the breakfast rundown. I'm used to afternoons. I'm just I'm still asleep at this time. I tell you what, though, Gussie, I got to drive on the motorway 100 kilometres an hour on bits of the motorway I've never driven 100 kilometres an hour on before, like through that Green Lane area. Just 11 minutes from home to here instead of 45. Mate, I've been down in Hamilton, and I, I don't know what's going on because usually I feel like you, know, you used to be able to sort of say where's the hot times and, <laughs> yeah. and the hot spots. Mate, I'm coming out from Hamilton like... 10 a.m. on a Wednesday, surely, you know, a lot of people at work, boom, deadlock. Like, I should not be stopped on the motorway <laughs> at, at this time. It's just, it's hectic, you know. Uh, I, I, I sort of, you know, when my playing career is up, I want to end up in Auckland, but 
Mate, maybe Tron. Maybe that's the future. <laughs> it's eh? been the future for as long as I've known Hamilton, the city of the future. <laughs> um, we do a roll call here on, on Breakfast Hours. So it's a big uh, happy matariki to you all. If you're off and you're awake, what are you doing awake? You're having a day off, but it's good to have you listening to us if you are awake. Really love to hear where you are around the country uh, on double eight double three, which of course is the Temper Bear Post text machine. Uh, let us know where you're listening from and what you're up to today. Um, let, let's share the Matariki love across the whole of Aotearoa New Zealand. Uh, I'd love to hear where you are from. Um, I see here Captain K, who it's great to be reunited with Captain K. Like, like just I had him for about a year on my show and um, had to fire him down to breakfast again, <laughs> um, had to lay him off too cheeky. But I see here with blue highlight, I can't wait question of the day. Do I ask that or do you ask it, Captain K? I ask it. I get the big index finger. So he said, given that we've just been talking about driving, actually, that folds nicely. We want to know what your favourite road trip is, New Zealand. Where's your favourite road trip? There's a road trip I've never done. And I remember Paul Henry said it's the greatest road trip in New Zealand and it's the Forgotten Highway, which I think goes from Taranaki somewhere like a, like a Stratford or a Midhurst or somewhere and then across to Oakuni or across over there and it's real windy but he said it's beautiful and it's the forgotten highway do you know what I'm talking about Gus I mean I spent a little bit of time down in the in the in the Naki region and there there are some beautiful sites and beautiful roads down there but I'm not sure of the the forgotten highway maybe it's forgotten to me as well yeah and that's I think that's why it was named that and there's these sleepy little towns I can see Kez is googling is that that what you're doing you're looking it up Kez all right so he'll he'll fill us on on this so what's your favorite road trip you've ever had Gussie like anywhere if, uh, yeah, something that comes to mind. When I was a young 18-year-old, I went on a, on a gap year over to, to Europe in Northern Ireland. Shout out to Royal School of Dungannon. Um, <laughs> and, and you know what you do when you're that age and, and you have your summer in, in Europe, you jump on a Kontiki, and that's a, a, oh. a road trip for all ages. I went on a, on a 21-dayer. I was, I was a bit strapped for cash uh, back then, so it was a camping job. So, you, you know, you jump on and you get to see Europe. Um, and in, in, in all of its glory, uh, but you know, you, you sort of jump in at, at, at the campsite, you put your, your camp, your, your tent down, and then you, you're pretty much tucking into the bears and, and the good stuff, and then you're moving on to the next city and wow. hungover. You're packing up your tent, moving on to the next one. So that was, I mean, being an 18 year, I could never do that right now. Mm. I'm too old for that. But being a young 18 year old with with energy to burn, um, seeing Europe. Uh, enjoying it with, with a couple of mates. I think we were on a bus of, of 40 of us. There was about 35 South Africans. So, oh, I mean, it was a good time, eh? <laughs> oh, well, my road trip, the, as soon as I saw that question was, I'm going to go 20 years ago. Uh, my One of my best mates had relocated to Perth, but he came back to New Zealand. We did a road trip around the South Island. And um, we started... Where did we start? I think we started Wellington, jumped in uh, my car, went across on the ferry, and then we went down the east coast and back up the west coast, did a whole loop of, well, that was the plan. Uh, day one, we drove to Christchurch, and the Christchurch Casino had just opened about a week before or two weeks before or something, so we went to the casino. And not a word of a lie, we both won about 1500 bucks. <laughs> and so we went from um, going to stay at hostels. We stayed at motels and hotels oh, and stuff. Go on. Yeah, so we ended up in Queenstown. And um, our plan was sort of a night, 
here a night there, night Dunedin, night Invercargill. We had a mate in Invercargill. We stayed there for two or three days with him, which was brilliant. And then we went to Queenstown. It was going to be a night. We went into this motel, and it was owned by a couple of uh, a young couple, and they were awesome. Like they just, we went out with them. We got went out on the um, um, liquid with them one night, and then every morning they invited us into their unit. And he he was a chef, and he made the best scrambled eggs ever. Um, and it was just the scrambled eggs that made us stay there for three nights instead of just one. But the road trip and the roads in the South Island are just, well, A, the roads, but B, the lack of traffic. is, And it's still like that to this day. What was what was the vehicle? What was the vehicle of choice? Uh, at that stage, what was I driving then? Might have been a, an old RAV4 or something like that. Because I've always thought... Um, it would be amazing to to jump in a big camper van, yeah. chuck the family in there, and, and do exactly that. Go down the South Island. It's I've done a lot of the north, but a little bit to Queenstown and that. But to be able to just jump in a car and, and go where where the road leads you, that sounds that sounds like a dream to me. I reckon. Yeah, maybe one day. Yeah, well, another mate of mine. He's been living in England since he's about twenty. Um, he's coming back for Christmas, and then he's sending us wife and kids back to England and him and I doing a road trip around the South Island oh, go on. for two weeks. Yeah, for two weeks. And he says, don't worry, I'll get the rental car. I'll get, he's, got, he's like cash. Yeah. He's, like, he's got plenty. Um, so yeah, I, I'd imagine we'll end up in a Range Rover and we'll be staying at Hyatt's. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I said, yeah, I'll drive for you, mate. I'll drive for Chase you. Chase the, the best scrambled eggs again, eh? <laughs> yeah, go and find yeah, the best scrambled eggs. I actually know exactly where that place <laughs> is too. I know exactly where it is. So text us through with road trips and even suggest some for us on double eight double three. But I'd love to hear your voice on Matariki. Go give yourself a challenge. Be the first person to ring SCNZ on Matariki. There you go. 0800 Um John's text in. Hey lads, good to have you on in the morning. I'm just spudding. Must be speeding. Spudding over the Rimutaka Hill. Off to Mahi to drill some holes. Over the room, over the room of Tuckers. Wow, that's uh, that's between um, Wairarapa and Wellington. He says spudding. I think that means to be speeding. You can't speed over the room of Tuckers, though. No, there must there must be. It cares you. There must be something with spudding. I was <laughs> literally just trying to go through my head. What could spudding be? I feel like spudding. To me, I think of a potato. So like maybe trudging up the hills. I don't know, boys. Running. I'm not there. Maybe hip. he's trudging, like walking. Listening yep. on the app with the headphones. Maybe. Love it. Uh, Tomaranui, that's the Forgotten Highway. Yeah, oh, so you've got some Forgotten Highway news for us, Kiz? Looks like a hell of a trip. So it's a three-day, 150-kilometre uh, along the Forgotten World Highway it is. So ah. it's the world's Forgotten Highway. So you do start um, day one in Tomaranui. Staff, you know me on my geography, so please, uh, please correct me. A lot of these places I haven't actually heard of, but got to. Um, day two, you go to uh, Mona. Whangamomona. 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 Love it. And then day three, you head off to Stratford. Oh, so I got the Stratford bit. So you got the Stratford bit, right. 150 kilometres over three days. The photos, outstanding. Steph, I'm going to have to get you to look that up and verify for me. But That's it. That essentially, is it. Uh, your next one, reroute the uh, Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> Stick on the maps. If I get a Range Rover. So there we go. The Forgotten world, world Forgotten. What is it? Forgotten World. Forgotten World Highway. Forgotten World Highway. Has anyone done that? I'd love to hear from you. 
on double eight double three, or ring me and tell me what it's like. It wouldn't take you three days to drive 150 k's, and I think it got closed for a while, but I think it's reopened. I need a forgotten world, forgotten, forgotten world highway update from someone out there who knows. Oh, we we need us. to get Josh Lord in there. He's a Timaranui boy. Is he? I'm sure he would have driven that a few times. Right. Well, you've got his number. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but he's oh, in camp. Yeah, he's busy. He's, he's busy. He's a bit busy at the moment. Oh, We're going to duck and dive all over the place. You've brought up his name. Gussie, last week, Josh Lord, my God, I was impressed. For a guy that's played about as much rugby as me uh, this year, which is nearly none, and chuck on a black jersey and perform like that, that was, I was alarmed and pleased. Were you? Oh, mate, I was pleased. I was I was uh, ecstatic for him. I was happy. I was elated. All, all the positive mm. uh, emotions you, you can have. And I suppose just the journey he was pegged, you know, young 20-year-old went into that all-black environment, um, did his ACL last year, and then, like you said, coming back this year with a strong Chiefs team, um, couldn't find his way into the, to the 23 for that finals run, head knock against the Reds, so had played limited. I, I forget the, the full stats, but it was less than... Like 180 minutes in Super Rugby, he he played for Tomaranui, he played for Coastal down in uh, New Plymouth, and when he was named in that All Black squad, he he uh, asked uh, Clayton McMillan, "Can I go and play some club in Hamilton?" So he uh, he went and played for Hamilton Old Boys just to get some footy in wow. because he knew he needed something. He couldn't just go and undercooked. And then he gets named to start against Argentina, and the performance he was into absolutely everything and. You know they picked him for a reason, and and he and he showed showed the faith in that, and uh, backed it up with a performance. I thought he might even slide in this week, but you know it's obviously it's a different beast. But credit to him, uh, the hard work he's done and behind the scenes. I know there was a good little return to play little RTP crew at the Chiefs that really helped each other, and we had a little graduation as the boys, you know, come back from the injury and go through. So. Uh, been a hell of a journey for him, but he's still a young man, still a, a massive career ahead of him. He's going to fill out too because he's 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 not string beanish. He's not like he's not as thin as Norm Maxwell was. But I relate to him as like a Norm Maxwell, you know, rangy, strong beyond what they look like. He, he he's got a motor, he's got ticker, he's got heart, and once you know, he he could probably put on another six seven kegs in an off season. He's he's actually already like put on. A, a lot of weight. He's in the one twenties. Oh, is he? So he's he's a big boy. He's always six eight, six nine, um, and yeah, like you said, all, all the attributes, physical. Uh, he's got a bit of the, that mongrel, must be that Tumaranui, hearty in him, um, and and he's skillful as well. He's got yeah. he's got the full set to be one one of the all time great locks um, if he wants to do it. Here he is, Joshy Lord. Um, we're going to talk about the All Blacks South Africa, of course, uh, during the show. Uh, as it comes up, we've also got, well, we've got Jeremy Paul. The Jeremy Paul show usually plays at two o'clock on the afternoons with Staffy's show. We're waking him up early. Um, we left it as late as we could. About 20 past nine, we'll get to Jeremy Paul. And nine o'clock, we've got Richie Barnett coming on the show as well to talk Warriors and the great work he's doing alongside Mike King with I Am Hope. And um, he's got a link up with the community program with the Warriors as well. So we'll talk to Richie Barnett about that. We've also got uh, a little bit of Wimbledon for you today. Um, we've got a Juno out of the UK who will be joining us, so it'll be late for them, uh, early for us, but that's good as gold with semi-finals and finals fast approaching on those. And we're going to catch up with the, the great man, Scotty Morrison, because we cannot forget that today is Matariki, the, the Māori New Year. So Scotty Morrison is... Um, I've learned so much off him about... Um, 
about all of these things about Waitangi Day and I worked with him at the America's Cup um, who I just learned so much of him so I said bro can you come on and talk to us about Matariki what it means what it signifies why it's important all that so we'll get we'll get Scotty Morris on at um, about 8 o'clock I think he's he's due to come on as well so all of that lots lots more any questions you got for Gus or me always welcome on Matariki Day uh, 8833 that is the Tampa Bear Post text machine and remember they do have a range of mattresses uh, mattresses and adjustable bases that adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. I'd like to issue them a challenge. Can they make a bed that fits both Captain K and Gus Tartavell? That is a bed company, and they they assure me they can. So double eight double three for your text messages, or we would love to hear from you on 0800 150 11. We'll come back after a short break.